ABC Sport. Grandstand cricket. There you go. That's it for the day. You can hear the bales. And that is Stumps. This is Grandstand at Stumps. On ABC Radio. ABC Sport Digital. And take us with you on the ABC Listen app. What an incredible day. Test cricket at the SCG on Jane McGrath Day. My goodness, I have no idea where you start with this because Australia resumed seemingly in a very strong position. But then, after a good partnership between Manus Labuschagne and Steve Smith, things fell away reasonably dramatically uh, from the Australian perspective. Uh, they went into the day at 2 for 116. They lost Steve Smith for 38, Manus Labuschagne for 60, and at lunch, 4 for 199. Still no sign of what was to come. Then Travis Head was gone for 10. Alex Carey, the last ball before T for 38, and that triggered a dramatic collapse. A T6 for 289, then 7 for 293, 8 for 293, 9 for 299, and all out for 299 as Mitchell Marsh fell for 54. Pat Cummins, a second ball duck. Nathan Lyon, five. Josh Hazelwood, a second ball duck. Mitchell Stark, one not out. And what about Amir Jamal for the second time in the series, picking up a six-wicket haul, 21 overs, four balls, two maidens, six for 69. So Pakistan began its second innings, leading by 14. Oops, Abdullah Shafiq, he's gone for a pair. Bowled by Mitchell Stark from the last ball of the first over, one for none. Shan Massoud gets on strike, the captain. He edges to carry off Hazelwood, first ball, two for one. Then Karm is restored with the young left-hander on debut, Sam Ayub and Baba Azam. But Sam Ayub was LBW Nathan Lyon for 33. It was three for 58, and then that trigger some action. Two runs later, Baba Azam was caught behind off Travis Head for 23, four for 60. Sao Chakil caught at first slip by Steve Smith of Josh Hazelwood for two. Five for 67. Two balls later, the night watchman, Sajid Khan, bowled by Hazelwood, a second ball duck. Six for 67. Salman Aga caught two balls later by Dave Warner in the slips off Hazelwood for a duck. Seven for 67. It was a triple wicket maiden. And at that point, 12 wickets had fallen in the game for 77 runs. Pakistan had stumped seven for 68 leading by 82 runs with Mohammad Rizwan on six and the Pakistan hero for the game, Amir Jamal, he's yet to score. So, an extraordinary day. We'll head into day four of this game with Pakistan holding a tenuous 82-run lead. I'm Andrew Moore alongside Glenn McGrath and there is so much to unpack from this incredible day, including what's happened in terms of the, the pink test for the McGrath Foundation. But Steve Smith joins us here on the boundary in front of the member stand. Steve, thanks for coming over. What a day. It was a good day, wasn't it? Um, things happened quickly at the end there. Um, we sort of went out and um, once we got out, batters were talking behind and we were like, what do we, what do we think's um, chaseable on this wicket? And we were probably saying 180, 200 would be a, a pretty difficult chase, I think. So to have them seven for 80, um, essentially, it's a, it's a good position. Because when the game was going on, you and, and Manus faced some good accurate bowling early on. Just took a while to get into your collective strides. And when you did, seemed like wickets were going to be hard to come by. Was there any hint while you were out there that if one wicket fell, I know, you know, the old adage in cricket, one wicket can quickly equal two of the carnage to come? 
Uh, well, you never know really. You just sort of stay in the moment as much as you can. Um, there's obviously a bit of rough there as well for the spinner. So, um, you know, we were trying to put the spinners under as much sort of pressure as we can and score off them as the quicks were pretty tough to score off when they were bowling stump to stump and there was a bit of up and down movement. So it was challenging, no doubt. But um, yeah, we just tried to stick in there and, and get a partnership together. And yeah, we, we sort of left a few out there probably in the end. But, um, you know, I think we're in a really good position right now. Yeah, so uh, Smudge, looking at the pitch here, is it good bowling? Is the pitch playing a big part? It looks drier than normal. What's your opinion on it? Yeah, a bit of everything, I think. Um, I think it's quite a, a good surface. Um, I don't think we've seen one like that with as much rough for some time. And, um, you know, we saw the, the spinners getting some, some good spin out of that stuff. So, um, and then up and down, I suppose, for the quicks. Um, it, it's been good and um, the guys have enjoyed it. Uh, excellent. Josh Hosewood there at the end. Felt like a wicket was coming every ball. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he bowled quite well last week without getting too many rewards, and um, he certainly got them today. He, he was getting the ball in the right areas, and just felt like one of those afternoons where the Knicks were going to the fielders or the ball was hitting the stumps, and um, there was there wasn't much in between. So uh, it was a nice afternoon to be a part of. And 2024 seems to be wickets everywhere. You follow the game overseas, South Africa, <laughs> India, and then wickets everywhere. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, two day are in in uh, at Cape Town, but um, no, nah, look, it's yeah, it's been a, a good game so far. I think um, it's been a good contest between bat and ball, and um, yeah, like I said, we're in a really good position. Hopefully, we can wrap up the three wickets in the morning and, and not have to chase too many more than than what they got on the board at the moment. Yeah, and you know, Davy Warner finishing here. We're going to see him get a bat there in the second innings. Hopefully, he does well. Bit of talk about who's going to replace him. Your name's been thrown up in the hat. How's that feeling <laughs> from you? I'm actually happy to go up the top. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen if they if that's what they want to do. So um, I'm sure the selectors and, and Ron and Paddy and stuff will have a chat after this game. But yeah, I'm certainly interested for sure. Hey, mate, do you know you're on the uh, almost at the top of the world's greatest catcher list for Australia? You know, you, do you know how many you are? No. Uh, 175, I think you are. I think that's right. So there's only a few more. I think you get junior. So you're not, you're almost there. Do you guys? People sort of, we talk about that a lot up there, but you guys don't really talk about that sort of stuff in the team, do you? No, not really. But um, no, I feel like I'm catching quite well at the moment. Um, I went through a little period where I put quite a few down um, a few years ago. So something I've always prided myself on and, and worked hard on. And uh, recently I, I feel like I've been holding on to, to quite a few, which has been nice. I can't see, I can't remember the last time you dropped one, to be fair. Um, the game tomorrow, what do you reckon? Is there too many you can't get on that wicket? Uh, I mean, it's a challenging surface. It's a bit up and down, and there's obviously some rough for the spinners outside, the, particularly the right-handers off stump. So, um, yeah, 80 at the moment. It'd be nice to wrap them up quickly and, um, yeah, chase down whatever we need to do. Amir Jamal might be the obstacle. What a, what a game he's having, this young bloke, and you're facing him for the first time in this form of the game. Second six for in the series. Smashed that extraordinary 82. Uh, to end the, the Pakistan first innings. What have you made of his efforts? Yeah, he's a competitor, isn't he? Um, yeah, he certainly he fought with the bat, obviously. Um, you know, we had a pretty good opportunity to knock him over yes, uh, yesterday, I think it was, or the day before. Um, and uh, he, uh, yeah, he, he put on a show and batted really nicely. And then, yeah, he's bowling, you know, he competes. He's, he's, he's hit good areas. He's bowled some short stuff. And um, he's, he's a bit of a wicket taker by, by the looks of things. So, um, yeah, he's, he's done a good job. And I know it's a special day for you players, Steve. You've been part of a stack of these pink test matches. And on Jay McGrath Day and handing over the autographed pink caps to, to Glenn here on, on my right, 
It seems to be, as it continues to grow with the public, it seems something the players have embraced so well. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know it's for a great cause, and um, yeah, the players get around it, and it, it's always great to rock up here on day three and see a sea of pink. And um, you know, it was fabulous this afternoon just to hear them all yelling. It was um, obviously things happened really quickly for us out there, and everyone was up and about and having a good time and making plenty of noise. So um, yeah, it was it was a great day. Appreciate you joining us, Steve. The game's going to end one way or another tomorrow by the looks of things. So good luck. Thank you, Steve Smith, uh, joining us after scoring 38 with a bat today and Australia in this extraordinary position. Glenn McGrath, Stewie Clark, I'm Andrew Moore, Grandstand at Stumps. Where do you start? Well, why don't we start at the end? Josh Hazelwood has turned this game on his head. He's got four for nine from five overs. Let's listen to his triple wicket maiden. Bowling around the wicket here to the left-hander, edges to first slip and he's gone. Hazelwood strikes first ball of the new over. Saad Shaquille is on his way for just two. Hazelwood bounds in and he's got him off stump. Hazelwood gets two in quick succession and Pakistan are now falling away late in the day. And Sajid has gone for a two ball duck. Pakistan six for 67. Salman is waiting. Hazelwood once again. In he goes past the umpire. Edged and another one gone. David Warner with the catch this time. Hazelwood's on a roll. Australia taking a massive grip on this test match. The crowd's erupted at the SCG. Yes, yeah, so his figures at the moment, five overs, four for nine. Glenn McGrath, you're one of the legends of the sport. You've had those days, you've had those moments. What's it like when you're steaming in, the crowd is going crazy, and you look like getting a wicket every ball, and you almost do. Oh, no, it's uh, incredible those days. It's what you dream of. And to be honest, sort of now I've been retired 17 years. If there's anything you miss from the game, is being out there in this atmosphere and you know running in bowling the ball thinking you're going to get a wicket every ball there's times when you bowl really well and you don't you finish a day with none for other days you bowl a heap of rubbish and get get a few but today that makes up for the days that you don't yeah you know, get a wicket when you bowl well so just every ball just in there coming out well and yeah i reckon he was uh disappointed the day finished he didn't yes. get another go at him because who knows, could have wrapped them up tonight. And a, a performance to turn the game on its head. Stuart Clark has made his way out to the middle just to have a look at this pitch. Chewie, what are you seeing, mate? Well, I see interesting, because I've been out here on day one, I didn't chance, but it's really dry. The footholes aren't big, but there's a lot of rough, like it's quite a wide-ranging area of rough. So if the ball lands in there, it's going to spin. There's no big crater. Sometimes you, you see big craters in the wicket, so it's obviously a bit hard underneath. But... I think if the ball lands somewhere near the near the rough patches, it's going to spin quite sharply, and you're going to get the odd one to keep low and bounce. Or yep. bounce. Well, that's what we saw as the day progressed. Look, we, we played for the late carnage with Josh Hazelwood, but it started earlier than that. There was a period where seven wickets fell for 11 runs, and once again, right at the centre of it was Amir Jamal. As Jamal bowls, he's, he's, he's driven on the full down to mid-off. He's out. He's hold out. Marsh went to drive, he got under it, maybe just checked a bit off the pitch. He's out, that's a big wicket for Pakistan. Pat Cummins as Jamal balls a slower full toss, that could be out. He's hit him on the pad. Yep, we're going upstairs to have a look. It's hitting flush on the leg stump. It's out, Cummins is on his way. Jamal running in towards line, line forward defending off the edge. It lands in front of Gully or is it caught? There's very confident shout from Jamal and 
Yeah, I don't have the ball on the ground at all. Do you have no, anything else for me, Gavin? Here we go. Nine down. Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Yes, a Michelle Pfeiffer for Jamal. Line is out for five. Around the wicket, Jamal bowls, and he flashes, and he's caught at second slip. Salman takes the catch, and Jamal's taken four wickets. Four wickets, and only ten runs have been scored by Australia. Jamal finishes with six for 69. So Amir, Jamal, and Jim Maxwell both on fire. It was a stunning end, Glenn, wasn't it, to the... Australian innings because as we said before when Smith and Hazelwood were uh, Smith and Labuschagne were out there Mitchell Marsh and Carey things looked like Australia was getting right in the box seat and would end up with a lead yeah there were times when they were scoring the scoreboard was ticking over other times where they weren't scoring so but it's one of those pitches I think you get one they can come in clumps and for Australia that's what happened at one stage when you know Pakistan lost their you know those first two wickets for zero each yeah, Shaf Shafiq and uh, and Shan Masood. It was seven wickets fell for 11 runs. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think a lot of it's got to do with the wicket. If you get the ball in the right area, there's enough natural variation there. Bit it up, bit it down, and uh, yeah, one of those days where they found the edges and that carried. Amir Jamal again deserves a heap of credit, Stewie. You, d you don't often see an Australian side go from five for 289 to all out 299. He was great this afternoon. He ran, he, he ran in all day. He didn't get rewards early on. All of a sudden, things started to turn his way. And once he seems to be like most bowlers and like most players, you, you tail up a bit, you get a bit of confidence, things start to go your way. And he got the ball in the right area. So you've got to give him... What he does is he competes. You know, Steve Smith said it to us, talking to us five seconds ago, that he looks like a real competitor. Yeah. And he just competes and he competes. and he, So on that basis, he's always in the game. And if he's always in the game, then things... He's going to have days where he does that sort of thing. And, you know, Australia bowled out 13 short. The only sad part is there's seven... Pakistan a seven for 68 in return. Yeah, you might need to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> you get 120 as well. He's going to have a sore back at the end of this one, <laughs> carrying this side. Well, he has to score some more runs tomorrow, doesn't that's he? Right. got 82 in the first inning. Six for he's thinking, oh, it's not that hard out there. <laughs> what are the batsmen doing? What about how significant now that 86 oh, run last week at partnership on day one? Oh, if uh, if Australia knocked them over, this game, they could have been playing the extra half an hour. Yeah, we, we might be off skis. Well, Pakistan went into bat full of confidence and hope and vim and vigour after securing that 14-run lead with a dramatic end to Australia's innings. But, as Glenn just alluded to, it was a shocking start for Pakistan. Stark sets off long strides up to the crease. Bowls bowled in! Full swing in! Stark raises his right arm in celebration. Shafiq gets a pair. Right, what can Sean Massoud do? Hazelwood racing in. Has he nicked it? So that's how it started for Pakistan. They were two for one. So they sit at stump seven for 68 with Mohammad Rizwan on six. Amir Jamal yet to score. Not all that much to come. Josh Hazelwood four for nine. Travis Head uh, picked up a, a wicket as well through the day. Uh, it's an early start tomorrow, I should point out. We'll be on air from 9.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time. A two and a half hour first session. Do we get beyond lunch on day four? 98 overs in theory to be bowled. It's hard to imagine it would go that fast, Stu, but it's hard to imagine what we've seen late on day one and all together today. This game has gone swings, roundabouts, it's gone backwards, it's gone forwards from a dominant position to 
bowling them out of lead now. Oh, look, is it going to hold it tomorrow? I wouldn't have thought so. It'll go to lunchtime, past lunch, I would have thought. But I think day five, if you've got day five tickets, do they even sell day five? I don't think no, they sell. I think you just buy them at the gate. You buy them at the gate. I don't, wouldn't be bothering about day five. The game's going to end one way or another tomorrow. The gate attendant's going to get a day off, I think. He's going to get a day off, as are the commentators. Yes. Yeah, but you... certainly, the game, if, if Pakistan, you imagine if they can get another 80. That's a big ask with three wickets in hand. Well, at the start of the innings, Glenn, you were talking about at least 150 to make Australia a little bit nervous. It seems unlikely, but again, after what we saw at the end of day one, you can't write anything off. But realistically, and you, you asked Steve Smith about this too, realistically, Pakistan's going to have to get another another 70, 80, aren't they? Oh, they have to get to 150, I reckon, to really put some pressure on. But, you know, 100, 120, you just never know. You can take early wickets that... that Press, uh, dressing room pressure builds with wickets falling. You just never know. You know, I mean, Jamal comes out and smashes. <laughs> yeah. But I think the Australians will bowl differently. I, I was not, I didn't think the way they went about it in that first innings, they kept going short, kept going short. They didn't get it up there to find the edges. So I can't see them going short tomorrow. They're going to bowl that channel. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Pakistan is going to find it tough. It's, yeah, this test match is uh, over tomorrow. Amir Jamal, I'm just reflecting on his game and his series. It's hard to imagine he can be player of the series if Australia wins this 3-0. They're going to win it at least 2-1. It could be 3-0. But I tell you what, he's a challenger to the likes of Pat Cummins, isn't he? He's a challenger. He's a big chance to be man of the match, even if they lose. Yes. He's got 80 and 6 for, depending on what happens in the second innings. And Hazelwood's got 4 for 9, I might add. But, yeah, he's scored runs, taken wickets. But he's been a just a breath of fresh air. We didn't know a lot about him. We saw a little bit of him in the um, Prime Minister's game and we were like, well, okay, we certainly didn't think what we've what we've got. We were a bit worried, you know, remember he's ducking in, if you're watching any of the Melbourne test, he was he was sort of ducking into the ball, the ball was going over his head. And we were like- He, he oh, did that at market yeah, too. You're, you're gonna eat one here. It's gonna, you know, it's almost like he was trying to head him in the goal for a goal, yeah. but yeah, whatever he's gone and done, it's worked. And he's come out here and he batted beautifully. He wasn't uh, ducking or ba <laughs> nearly bowing, wasn't he? He, was he wasn't doing that in the first innings. He was taking them on and putting them <laughs> over the fence. Well, I wonder if that'll be his tactic tomorrow. <laughs> try, try and get as many as he can. Um, we've had a great day. Apart from watching the sensational cricket, it's been Jay McGrath day. We'll get an update from Glenn uh, before we knock off. And in the box, we've had guests all over the place, including our old grandstand cricket favourite, Kerry O'Keefe, and he relived an historic joke. <laughs> right. You've had your warm-up. You ready? Yeah. Okay. A frog walks into a bank and says to them, I want to see the manager. I want a loan of $50,000. And the man says, well, what have you got to show? So I've got this pink porcelain elephant. My name is Kermit Jagger. Anyway, he takes in the manager. There's this frog outside wants to borrow $50,000 and it's got this as collateral. He looks at it. Don't worry about the bowling, nothing will happen. No, he bought yeah. <laughs> And says his name is Kermit Jagger. The manager looks at it, turns to the assistant and said, what is it? He said, it's a knick-knack, Paddywhack. Give the frog a loan. His old man's a rolling stone. <laughs> <laughs> It's still funny all these years <laughs> later. You know, I, I, after that, I went out to do a, a little speaking thing, and people were stopping me and saying, "Oh, thank you for telling for, for telling that joke again." I'm like, 
It's like 15 years old. Oh, but no. I don't worry about the They're joke. Brilliant. It's very good, though. We also had a visit from the Prime Minister today, Anthony Albanese, and after a bit of a slow period, it was his commentary that got the Australians moving along. Salmon comes in. He marches down the pitch, up over mid-off for four runs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Done. <laughs> Delivered. He called Sharmasood Century in Canberra in the PM's game, and now he's called Steve Smith hitting a boundary. Well done to the Prime Minister. Um, we've got a minute or so left, Glenn, to talk about the figures from today. It was a remarkable day. Great crowd of over 37,000. And is that reflected in how it, things went for the McGrath Foundation today? I think it's great that uh, people want to get out and be part of today. I think everyone's got a story to tell of a family member or a friend, someone close to them that's been through or going through breast cancer. And it is a very special day. Uh, the virtual seat campaign is something that resonated with uh, with people right around this great country of ours. I think we're sitting just shy of 240,000 virtual pink Ooh, seats, which yeah. is absolutely incredible. Oh, it's at 4.8 million dollars. So that goes a long way to making a massive difference in so many people's lives. Our goal is to get to 322,000, and that means that we achieve our goal where every family, every individual, has the care of a breast cancer where they live. At the moment, there's still families that don't have any support, yeah. we're doing our best to provide that support. So, uh, yeah, it's been an amazing day. I was going to ask you a quick question. This must be a really emotional day for you. How do you take and how do you do it today? I bet you go home and you're tired, but it's such a big day and it's turned into such a big day on the calendar. Yeah, no, it's incredible. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, my family comes along. Normally my wife and uh, my son are here as well, but unfortunately my wife uh, had to work and my son's got COVID, so it was only my two daughters. But it's still a very, very special day. And... Uh, this, I think this test, it's, it's felt more emotional. I think in the past, I don't know, you just sort of take it in. It's pretty pretty incredible, but you just, you're so busy going from one thing to the next. But this time, whether I'm just getting older it is um, or whether it's just getting a little <laughs> bit more emotional, or it's just hitting home exactly what's been created here. So, uh, yeah, very special. And you've been here for 12 hours. We'll let you go. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Do we see you tomorrow? Good on you, mate. What a day today. 15 wickets falling. Pakistan is 7 for 68. They lead by 82 runs. Another highlight today was Dennis Carnahan, our man of sound, singing live to Jim Maxwell the voice of summer. From a newspaper ad that was seen by his mum in 1973. A cricket-loving failed art student named Jim got a job at the ABC. He didn't think he'd get selected for a playing career, so he didn't really have a choice. What he had was an encyclopedic love of the game and a place where he could find his voice. After publishing a cricket magazine at school, he knew what he wanted to be. He went from tuning into cricket on his crystal set to calling it the SCG. With the gravitas of McGilvray, John Arlott's poetry and his own sense of fun. 
Jim Maxwell found his voice in cricket commentary. That voice went on to become the voice of summer, the voice of sun, the voice of leather willow wickets and runs, the voice of mad dogs and Englishmen, the voice of summer. For 50 years, he's been the voice of summer. Now he's part of the national consciousness It's part of the seasonal drill There might be sunshine and cicadas and lawns to be mown But it's not really summer until The voice comes on the radio Saying hello, hello, welcome to the show A voice rich in poetry and wisdom and prose The voice everybody knows The voice of sunshine, the voice of rain The voice of lightning cracking over the cane The voice in the car, in the shed, on the train The voice of summer for 50 years The voice of sunshine, the voice of rain The voice of lightning cracking over the cane The voice in the car, on the yard, on the train The voice of summer for 50 years Being the voice of summer